out of it if I ever found it. Try to sell it, never sell out of it. I probably only sell one. Good morning, good afternoon. What's going on, Richmond, Virginia? It's 12 noon. And I'm AWOD. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM live from Capital Alehouse here in Innsbruck. Join me as we kick off football season. The NFL is back. Game tonight, 8.20 kickoff. Lions at the Kansas City Chiefs. And we all know the NFL is king, right? Everyone watches Thursday night. You watch all day on Sunday. And then you wake up Monday waiting all night for Monday night football, right? It goes by every single year. And we all get fired up for it for 18 straight weeks plus the playoffs. But what does that mean that the NFL is king? Well, what does that look like in terms of dollar bills? I wanted to start the show by getting into this from the Hollywood Reporter in which they wrote about Roger Goodell inside the NFL's all-media blitz, how Roger Goodell conquered Hollywood to the tune of $110 billion. $110 billion. Ratings in the NFL actually began to turn around in 2018. I didn't realize this, but I guess the NFL got a little political in 2015-16 with all the Colin Kaepernick stuff, and it led to a ratings decline. Turned around in 2018 amid a lot of people cord-cutting. It didn't matter. They changed their strategy with the NFL beginning to think about the next round of the TV rights. Well, Amazon came on board with Thursday Night Football. The NFL has reasserted itself as dominant, the dominant force in live TV over the top 100 most watched TV broadcasts last year, 2022. Out of 100, 88 were NFL games. Well, how about the top 25? 23 of the top 25 were in NFL games. The league is able to get so many eyeballs on their product every single year, and that's what makes them king. The reach that the NFL has is the big reason they're able to draw these TV rights and these unprecedented contracts. For example, the NBA has a $24 billion rights deal that ends 24 to 20, uh, 2024 to 2025. $24 billion compared to the NFL's $110 billion. Last year, Fox delivered the most-watched regular season game in NFL history. What was it? Thanksgiving. Dallas Cowboys defeating the New York Giants. And then you had 42 million viewers. Uh, that was the Thanksgiving game. 115 million watching the Super Bowl, the most-watched ever Super Bowl, with the Kansas City Chiefs defeating the Philadelphia Eagles. The NFL is truly king. I love this line from the article. They say, the league... Goodell argues is, quote, essential to building an ad-supported platform, and that's why you have them going from Monday Night Football on ESPN to Thursday Night Football on Amazon to the NFL Network to Red Zone everyone watches on Sundays. You got ESPN Plus. They're streaming the games out of the country in London. YouTube TV now selling Sunday ticket. Peacock. Peacock is hosting Wild Card Weekend. You got the Manning cast. Some people don't even want to watch the game. They just want to watch the Mannings. The NFL makes sure that you have 100 different options, plenty of ways to get the content that you need, and they have plenty of ways to make that extra money, which leads to a giant pot of an NFL TV deal money. And the article ended with this. The NFL's strategy of ubiquity and reach combined with a desire to help drag the TV business into the streaming future has echoes to its past. In order for the NFL to stay atop of the sports heap, it needs to remain relevant, present, and accessible to consumers, both to existing fans and the next generation that hasn't been exposed yet. That's part of the reason why during Wild Card Weekend this year and the Super Bowl, 
you can watch it on Nickelodeon. So it's all available for kids and adults of all ages. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. It's not the sports wallet, definitely not the sports phone. It's time for the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Whoa, are you serious? All right, let's start in the U.S. Open here. I've been watching a ton of U.S. Open action. We talked about it yesterday. Ben Shelton, the 20-year-old, becomes the first unseeded man to make it to the semifinals since Robbie Ginepri did it in 2005. He's trying to become the first American to win the U.S. Open in 20 years since Roddick did it at 21 years old, 20 years in a row. Ben Shelton now just 20 years of age facing off against Novak Djokovic in the semifinals. On the women's side, you will also get two American in the semifinals with Coco Goff. She won her match. And then Madison Keys won as well yesterday. She will face off against the two-seed Sabalenka coming up uh, tomorrow on ESPN. Here's Madison Keys speaking after winning and advancing to the semifinals at the U.S. Open. I've had uh, just really good mindset going into the matches and have been trying to be um, maybe just a little bit more emotionally balanced. On the men's side of the things, we have to talk about yesterday's match, which was an exhausting three-setter. The guys usually play five. This was the most exhausting three-setter I'd ever watched. Why? It was played during the day. Uh, basically 100 degrees outside in New York. Danil Medvedev defeats Andre Rublev 6-4-6-3-6-4 in which it looked like both guys were just trying to survive. Rublev is now 0-9 in Grand Slam quarterfinals. Brutal, but not as brutal as those conditions. I'm telling you, it was close to 100 degrees. The guys were sweating their ass off. They were trying to pour cold water on them over breaks. It just looking like they were getting destroyed by heat exhaustion, and I truly don't know why tennis doesn't want to fix this problem. It was huge on social media yesterday. Everyone was just feeling bad for these players, watching them get exhausted out there, dealing with these conditions. They have roofs. I don't know why they don't use them. In the late game, Carlos Alcrez uh, blew past Alexander Zverev, 6-3, 6-2, 6-4. the same situation, Zverev, in the round of 16, had a long five-setter against Sinner. His body was not ready to perform in the quarterfinals last night. Alcrez advances easily in three straight sets. Here's Carlos speaking to the press after advancing to the semifinals in the U.S. Open and how he's able to win so many break points. If uh, I can do a return volley, uh, I'll do it. If I go to a net in, in the second ball, I'll do it. So that's uh, what I... What, uh, I'm thinking about in that in that moment. So both players have a day off today and then Friday semifinals on the men's side. Ben Shelton against the two-seed Novak Djokovic and then Carlos Alcrez against the three-seed Danil Medvedev. We're all hoping for an American to make them to the finals and possibly win it, but it's most likely going to be a rematch of Wimbledon finals. Alcrez against the Joker. Let's move over to the MLB. And here on the sports app, we track the Washington Nationals every single day. And the Nats got a victory last night against the New York Mets, advancing to 63-77 and 77 on the year. Kyle Finnegan got the win. Uh, but the story 
has to be the young guy, Jacob Young. But really, it got started in the seventh inning with another young prospect for the Nats. Why are the Nats fun to watch right now? Because their lineup is filled with these young prospects, including shortstop C.J. Abram, who had a single to left uh, to center field, scoring Ildemaro Vargas in the seventh inning. Let's take a listen to the call on WJFK. The 3-1 delivery. Swinging a ground ball toward the middle. It's past the diving Mauricio. Base hit right center field. Vargas will score the tying run, and Young scoots to third. C.J. Abrams delivers a game-tying RBI single here in the seventh. And the Nationals have come back to draw even. The Nationals 2 and the Mets 2. And then Jacob Young stepped to the plate. He's only played in 11 Major League games, and he ended it with this base hit. Let's take a listen to the call. Here's the kick in the pitch. Swing the ground ball, chopped toward the middle, on through into center field. It's a walk-off game-winning single for the rookie Jacob Young. Carter Keboom scores, and a curly W's in the books. The Nationals out to first to mob Jacob Young, who chopped it up the middle with the infield drawn in on into center field for a walk-off game-winning single. Got to get fired up about the Young Nats. Jacob Young said after the game, right when I hit it, I kind of saw where I hit it, and it was a good spot. It felt great to kind of look in the dugout, and everyone was already coming out. It was a great feeling to have all your boys running out after you, and the Nats would celebrate on the field after defeating the Mets 3-2. to Let's move over to the NFL. So the lead story locally in the NFL is that the commander's ownership group, Mitchell Rails, has spoken out and said, team's not going back to the name Redskins. As much as we all want that to happen, love the name Redskins growing up, he said, quote, that ship has sailed. We'll talk more commanders on the show today, plus give you a full preview of Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs against Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from Capitol Ale House here in Innsbruck. Come on by, grab a beer, and check out the show as we kick off the football season. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910, the fan now at 105.1 FM. We've got a full NFL season preview show prepared for you guys today. We've got a lot to get into. Phone lines are open, though. If you want to be the quarterback of this show, you want to be the GM of this segment, call in 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. We do have a pretty big Odyssey Richmond announcement that we are going to make right here on the fan at 1230. Logan Paulson, the former commander's tight end, will join us for the Richmond Commander at 1 p.m. Uh, looking forward to having Logan back on the show and getting his season preview for the commanders ahead of the start of week one tonight and the commanders against the Cardinals on Sunday at 1 p.m. So there's a game tonight. It's the Chiefs hosting the Detroit Lions. Soren Petro is the host of the program in Kansas City. We'll get the Chiefs' perspective from Soren Petro at 115. Of course, we will talk Thursday night football. I'll give you my preview and pick for that game. And then we have a new segment 
to close the show today at 2.45, AWOD's NFL Game of the Week, a game that I believe will set the standard for viewing for football fans around the country. Basically, I'm guaranteeing that this game will be within a field goal. That's how we're going to do the NFL game of the week. You're not going to have me pick a game, you know, that one team is up by 20 points at half. You're not going to have me pick a game, you know, that's a low-scoring stinker like 10-9. to 9. It's going to be like Chiefs-Bills where Patrick Mahomes goes down the field in 13 seconds to win the game. I'm going to pick the game of the week, and it's going to be a good one today at 245. But right now, time to catch you up on anything you might have missed around the National Football League on NFL hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL. NFL hits on AWOD Radio. All right, so we just got news yesterday that Cooper Cup will be out for the season opener for the L.A. Rams. Well, Stafford, the quarterback for the Rams, you know, he's been talking a lot to the media, and his wife's been talking to the media as well, about the issues he's having with these young wide receivers. He doesn't even understand them. They're too young for him. He's been around the league so long that he's now a veteran that can't even relate to his wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs. Well, the one guy he had a great relationship with was Cooper Cup. And you think, oh, well, he's just going to throw to Cooper Cup all the time. Well, what does he do now that Cooper Cup isn't going to be on the field on Sunday? A lot of people were upset with Cooper Cup missing the first game. Well, Stafford wanted to remind fans that the injured receiver isn't just a fantasy guy. He's a human and a competitor. Let's take a listen to Matthew Stafford talking to the media. Everybody everybody sits there and goes, oh, man, you know, he's not going to be on our fantasy team or he's not going to be on this, that, and the other. But, like, this is a human being, too, that works his entire life and, and works – you know more than anybody I know in the off seasons to make sure that he's ready to go and when he's not you know that's that's tough as a human being you know and as a football player and as a competitor it really makes it tough for uh, this Rams team here it's a it's a young team they're not as good as they w- were in the last few years defensively and it begins 425 on the road in Seattle I'm pretty much gonna lock that in as a win for the Seahawks. All right, so, Zach, we have to sprint through the rest of these NFL season previews because we've just got so much to do and so little time. I've gone through the Houston Texans, 5-12, and 12, the Chicago Bears, 6-11, and 11, the Cardinals, garbage, 3-14, and 14, the Colts with a rookie quarterback. I don't have them winning half of their games, so I have to have them below 500 at 7-10. and 10. Broncos, I believe Sean Payton can figure out a way to win games with Russell Wilson and that offense. Cortland Sutton, Barry Judy when he returns. Broncos I have at 9-8. and eight. Rams, 8-9. Eight and nine. Vegas Raiders, 6-11. and 11. Falcons, 7-10. and 10. Titans, 6-11. Jets into the postseason at 9-8. and eight. Saints winning their division at 9-8. and eight. Browns, 8-9. Eight Panthers, 7-10. and 10. Patriots, 9-8. and eight. Packers, 6-11. Bucks six and eleven. It's time to preview the Seattle Seahawks here on A Wide Radio. So this is a Seattle team that I think they were shocked to see how good Geno Smith played last season, and now he's locked in to be their guy for the foreseeable future. Love the weapons that he has around him with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. A lot of guys in my fantasy league were high on Jackson Smith and Jigba, the third wide receiver for the Seahawks this season. Tight end Noah Fant, uh, he certainly can catch the ball when he's open. Will Disley behind him. I don't know that I love that offensive line for the Seahawks. 
Um, so hopefully they can run the ball behind Kenneth Walker the third. He was good for them last season. Geno's just got to take care of the ball. If Geno can control the game and kind of just be a game manager, not have the game losing interception, uh, you know, Seattle's got enough weapons around them with Metcalf and Lockett especially that they can definitely win a lot of games this year. Defensively, you look at their nose tackle, Jaron Reed, Mario Edwards Jr. Uh, with Draymond Jones on the other side, Bobby Wagner uh, in the middle, Jordan Brooks, Devin Witherspoon injured right now, but he is their uh, starting corner. Jamal Adams is the question mark right there at safety. I've always loved him, but he just can't stay healthy. Um, he was a first-round pick back in 2017 and certainly has had a, a good NFL career, but I feel like it could have been much better if he could just stay on the field. Quandre Diggs on the other side. You look at this schedule for the Seattle Seahawks. I already gave them a win week one against the Rams. Week two, three, and four – are all winnable as well with the Detroit Lions, Carolina, and the New York Giants. So maybe you have a Seattle team starting 4-0 before they have a bye week there. Sets it up for a run in the second half of the season. I mean, if you start the season 4-0, it would be pretty much impossible to not make it into the postseason. They do have a, tuple, a couple of tough games on their schedule, of course. They've got to play the 49ers twice. That doesn't start until week 12, so most likely, you know, the 49ers will be rolling by then. Brock Purdy will be back to his form that he was at last season. They closed the year with three winnable games, though. Tennessee on the road, Pittsburgh at home, Arizona at home. So if you start 4-0, you end the season 3-0, I don't see how this Seahawks team doesn't win 10 games. I'm going on the record. Official prediction for the Seahawks, 10-7. and Let's move over to the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, so Pittsburgh Steelers breakdown here on AWOD Radio. This is a team that has been above 500 every single year that Mike Tomlin has been the head coach. Kenny Pickett, there's a lot of hype about Kenny Pickett coming back this season. I personally drafted Najee Harris, so I'm hoping the running back uh, will have a big season for the Steelers this year. The question is, how good can George Pickens be this season uh, for the Steelers, if he turns out to be like a Terry McLaurin, like an elite receiver that you can throw to all the time, he gets double-digit touchdowns, then the Steelers team might be able to compete in this division. I love Fryermuth at tight end, just a guy that's a sure-handed uh, receiver, can kind of use his body to get open. Defensively, got to love Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, uh, Cole Holcomb comes over from Washington. He'll be on the Steelers uh, this season. My favorite player, on the Steelers' defense, though, is actually their rookie, Joey Porter Jr. Got to love uh, Joey Porter Jr. playing for the Steelers this season. Uh, I'm interested to see how good he'll be on the outside. And then Minka Fitzpatrick, another guy that, if he can stay healthy, is a dominant force defensively. The problem is, is that I'm also really high on the Ravens, and everyone's really high on the Bengals. I told my friends, I don't think Cleveland finishes in the basement this season uh, with a healthy Deshaun Watson. I think they're going to compete. I will go with the against the trend that the Steelers finish above 500. i I'm going to go 8-9 and nine on the season. Official prediction for the Pittsburgh Steelers, 8-9 and nine on AWOD Radio. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Broadcasting live from Capitol Ale House here in Innsbruck. Come on by, grab a beer, and check out the show as we kick off the NFL season. 
And ladies and gentlemen, we have a big announcement to make here at Odyssey Richmond. That's coming up next. You don't want to miss it. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. <laughs> Radio, NFL theme show today on the fan as the NFL is king and it begins tonight, Thursday night football, probably 8:20, 8:15 kickoff between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. Well, I mentioned over the break or before the break that we had a major announcement to make here at Odyssey Richmond. So I've been doing the show for a little over a year now and we've been having so much fun here. And we're starting to really gain some audience and pick up speed here in Richmond. We're the home of the Commanders this season once again. And we have another show locally that will be talking NFL and Commanders throughout the season. It's going to be MP on the mic from 10 to 12 noon. Hosted by Michael Phillips, who's here with me at Capitol Hill House. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, I'm fired up. We got a new show, baby. We got You got a lead in. I got a lead in. It's the junkies. It's me. It's you. It's Grant and Danny in the afternoons. It's a full day. We're we're we're, we're full day now. Yeah. Uh, Ten to noon is it's gonna be a blast. I, I, everybody knows I've been around this scene forever. Uh, I got some things to say. Yeah. I got some problems with you people. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Um, it, it we're gonna have guests on. Uh, it, you know, this is just gonna be a continuation of what you've built here. Is going to be a great time. Well, it's what's awesome is we've got this team here where we've all worked together, right? Yeah. So you were on the Junkies yesterday. I worked with them for five years. You know Grant Polson really well. Love GP. He's my mentor. And so we'll be going on their show. They'll be coming on yeah. our show. And it, like you said, it's going to be starting at 6 a.m. with the Junkies and all the way till 6.30 with Grant and Danny, live and local here at 910 The Fan in Richmond. I, I was a newspaper guy for a long time, and yeah. you got you to keep certain things under your hat, right? You got you to play it straight. You got to do the news. You guys are fans. You guys, you guys feel it. You feel the emotions of the game every week. I'm, I'm going to join you in that, and that's new for me, and that's exciting for me. You know, we're open up the phone lines. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from how are you feeling after that. Hopefully a win. Hopefully we're starting with the win for the commanders here. It's going to be bad if we don't start with the win. Absolutely. We're just going to burn the studio down on day one. <laughs> Hopefully, we start with the win. Everybody's feeling good. Get, get this thing off running. But it, so, that's, that's the plan. It's just, you know, let, let's lean into this. Sports are fun. Let's, let's keep it fun. Absolutely. So you begin Monday at 10 a.m. Hopefully, it will be a victory Monday <laughs> as the commanders face off against the Arizona Cardinals. I, I pulled up a quote of yours. I'm going to quote you right now because I saw <laughs> it, it was all over social media. I was like, my God. This guy is trending already before he's even started day one. Michael Phillips said, one thing I love about the commanders, that the deep ball is back. The guy can sling it downfield, speaking of Sammy Howell, and we have missed that. It's one of the most fun plays in football and does so much for the team, so I'm fired up about that. That's such a great point because the deep ball, even I've always said to my dad, even when you attempt it, it changes the way a defense plays because you have to, the corners have to back off now. I mean, it's just how much did that hurt the running game last year? That, yeah. that there was there weren't too deep. You look at this as being an extension of what Eric Bieniemy did in Kansas City, did in that Chiefs offense. They made teams put two safeties back against Patrick Mahomes. That's yeah. the only way to play Patrick Mahomes now. Now, as here's the disclaimer, here's a fight print. We read this every day. Sam Howell's not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> That's okay though. The, he can run this offense. He can throw the ball deep. Even if even if they're forcing one safety back, you know, second safety having to, to keep an eye on it. That's so important for the running game. We, you know, 
it's a big season for Brian Robinson. It's a big season for Antonio Gibson. They need all the help they can get here. Absolutely. What do you think about the Arizona Cardinals? My prediction was three and fourteen. I, I I think if you told ownership three and fourteen right now, they'd say, "Dang, where'd we pick up that third one?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've got their eyes on their. Is there a bigger case of buyer's remorse? I mean, you you look at. Kyler Murray signs that deal, and everything since then has been about them trying to get Kyler Murray out of the building as quickly as possible and not even building a team that he can come back into this year. It sure feels like he's set up for failure this year, yeah. that, that they're gunning for the one. Now, we may be saying about Russell Wilson at the end of the year. He's, he's kind of number two on that list right now. If Sean Payton can fix him, everything good. But if he has a rough year, now you're double buyer's remorse there. Um, but I, I can't think of a quarterback contract that has worked out worse recently than Kyler Murray in Arizona, and they're paying the price. Yep, and what's exciting about week one is it is a home sellout at FedEx Field. They're saying the first true sellout with all Commanders fans in 10 years, yeah. basically since the RG3 era began, and I think that place is going to be electric. I I, th I was there for the preseason game against the Ravens. There was juice, Adam. There yeah. was juice in that building for a preseason game. People are so excited. And we talked about, like, will, will there be, like, you know, uh, parties in the streets and parades when Dan sold. I, I think this is it. I think this is what we're seeing is everybody getting back in that stadium, doing the cheers, singing the songs, really fired up to be there again, feeling like you can support this team without having to take a shower when you get home and feel a little dirty. Yeah, and I, I loved Sean Springs was on the Junkies earlier this week talking about the advantage that home field can be when the crowd is into it. Yeah. You know, every third down, that the players are extra juiced up. Kickoffs, they're extra juiced up. Final drive, there's an extra, you know, little thing in the back of their mind. Hey, everybody's watching us right now. And so we need that home field advantage, especially in a season where the NFC East feels like it's going to be close. No question. Look, everybody's all in on Philly. Everybody's pushing the chips on Philly. And I get why. That's a one-man one band, though. If Jalen Hurts, if he gets injured, if he struggles, if defenses throw something against him that he can't figure out, they're donezo right there. there there's no, you can't have an average Jalen Hurts and a really good Eagles team this yeah. year. It, it, there's no, you can have an average Dak and a good Cowboys team. They're built for that. That's fine. You can have an average Sam Howell and a good Commanders team. And, and the Giants, who knows, man. I just, I don't know how they did what they did last year, let, let alone bringing it back. I, I think Brian Dable knows how they did it last <laughs> year. And, and that's why I'm actually high yeah. on the Giants this year. I'm really into tight end Darren Waller. If he can stay Let's on the go. field, I mean, that's the kind of weapon that Daniel Jones needs. Uh, they just need help at wide receiver. I mean, they brought in some guys for that. We just yeah. don't know what to expect. It, it's a fascinating lineup because I, I am just not even a little bit scared of it looking at it on paper. <laughs> but they find a way. They, yeah. you know, and we saw that last year. They find a way to produce. They're kind of in my Tennessee Titans club, right, of like that is not an intimidating roster on paper don't want to play them. They're well coached. They're well prepared. They know what they're doing. And, geez, we talk about a new era turning the page. I would love a new era of Giants versus Washington football team results here. Yeah. Uh, it, that has been a real thorn in their side for the last decade. Daniel Jones running all over them Sunday night, you know, the Terry McLaurin penalty. I mean, it, it, it's been rough the last few yeah. years. I don't know if Ron Rivera knows. A tie is not a win. <laughs> a tie is not a win. It never was, never will be. No. Um, so the big question yesterday on the show was the health status of Terry McLaurin. Yeah. And I said, I think Terry wants to play. I think Ron Rivera is going to sit him out. Do you, do, you think, do you agree with me that Ron Rivera has this history of sitting out players that aren't 100%? Yeah, and, and the tricky thing is, right, you wish there was like a halfway where like Terry's going to suit up 
but he's not starting like we'll bring him in in an emergency. I, I don't think anybody's on board with that. I think it's either full green light or full red light either way. I'm with you. I, I well, I'd, or rather, I'm with Ron. I'd, I'd rather take this thing slowly. There's a lot of important games down the road, and I like what they've gotten, Jahan Dodson and Curtis Samuel. I think Terry plays. I think Terry plays on Sunday. I just think it's too important to him to be out there. Yeah. I think Eric Bieniemy's calling the shots on that side of the ball. We haven't mentioned Eric Bieniemy yet. That's my number one name of this season. Determines how this season's going to go. Determines what's going to happen. Right, and, and the fan base from the calls that I get feel like if Ron Rivera can just get away from Eric Bieniemy and let him do his thing, then the offense will be fine. I think so. This is a team. I've said this a million times. I'm going to say this again. This is a team that's one game out of the playoffs each of the last two years. Yeah. One game out of the playoffs. This is not a bad football team. One game out of the playoffs. You're telling me that this guy isn't one game better than Scott Turner? This guy's one game better than Scott Turner, Adam. This guy might be two games better than Scott Turner. We let let's go Price is Right style. We could bid to three games. This guy <laughs> might be three games better than Scott Turner. Now, I think the schedule is tougher. You have to acknowledge that out of the gate. It is a tougher schedule this year. It's going to be a very tough division again. Um, but but I think there's just definitive, inarguable improvement at the offensive coordinator position. I agree, and that's why I want to go through our offensive season MVP, defensive season MVP, rookie of the year, playmaker of the yeah. year, X-Factor, all that good stuff, broadcasting live from Capital Alehouse here in Innsbruck. Yes, Mike, sir. I'm going to have to grab you a beer. Let's You're go. You're part of the team I, here. We're I, celebrating. I, you know, I, I don't start working until Monday, so I think <laughs> I, I think I can drink on the job uh, now. I better take advantage of this. Absolutely. <laughs> so remind the audience one more time, NP on the mic. NP on the mic will be 10 to noon every day right here on the fan. Uh, the Odyssey app, it's free worldwide, the Rewind. It's I, you, I'm not paid yet by the company. That doesn't start until Monday. So it's just me. I love the app. I love listening to you on the app. You rewind. You can go back and forth. You jump in the middle of the segment. You go right back. You have a great guest on. You, you can zoom to it. It's a lot of fun. 10 to noon, right after the junks, right before this guy, uh, AWOD Radio, of course, Grant and Danny in the afternoon. I'm pu- I, I feel like I just joined, like, one of these, like, loaded Yankees lineups <laughs> here. Like, hey, I, I like to hear that. You know, I, I'm going to come off the bench, take 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 my swings, and uh, <laughs> j- just hopefully keep these guys moving around the bases. Well, that's awesome, man. So, Michael Phillips, MP on the mic, 10 to noon, Monday through Friday, 9, 10 a.m., 105.1 FM, I'll take over after him from 12 to 3 p.m. We're going to be doing crosstalk during yeah, the are. season. I'm sure I'll be calling into your show, giving you <laughs> hot takes, and and uh, probably yelling at you because I don't agree with your opinion. No takes are hotter than your takes. <laughs> I was, I'm going to keep the takes on the simmer. Don't worry. There will be takes. I, I, you know, this this is the correct batting order, though. You know, I'll, I'll set the table. You, you can bring them in. I can come home. I'll hit the grand slam. <laughs> yes. How about that? It's Michael Phillips hanging out with us here at Capitol Hill House. We're going to do a full season preview for the Washington and Commanders give you our offensive and defensive player of the year. Coming up next, live from Capital Ale House in Innsbruck. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Full NFL theme show today on The Fan. If you want to get in touch with us throughout the show, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. So we just announced that Michael Phillips will be hosting his own show here at Odyssey Richmond Monday through Friday from t- 10 to 12 noon. Before I take over, he's here with me once again at Cap Ale. What's going on? Dude, this place is vibing. It's the first day of football season. 
I'm fired up. I feel really good about this situation. Uh, you know, a lot of great feedback already in social media. People excited I'm here. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I think we're going to put on a good show. Well, and I also think this is a great year for the Commanders. It's just set up to be good because, well, number one, there's no more Dan Snyder. There's no more freaking Dan Snyder. <laughs> Ding dong, the witch is dead. The, the, the cloud is out of here, and, you know, I – I had hoped it would happen earlier so they could get, like, a Monday night football game, like right. a full sell Hard Knocks. I was hoping Hard Knocks would be here this year. Next but year. I think so. Lock it in. Or maybe the Amazon one this year where they go all season long, Ooh, right? okay. Um, you know, well, although this, you know, that, that may be uh, – that may not have a happy ending. Uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> they may have to be delicate about that. I, I haven't seen is, – is tonight – no, Hard Knocks has already happened. They it's didn't Tuesdays. They didn't show the cuts, did they? I only saw that. You know, I, I watched the first three episodes. Yeah. I haven't seen the most recent one. Yeah, I thought the first one was good, and I thought it nosedived pretty quickly after that. I love hearing that music, though, coming back in from the break. Oh, like, yeah. I, you can play any of the theme songs. Christopher's doing a great the, job producing today. Same with Josh behind the scenes. And, uh, yeah, we're trying to make uh, this a full nfl theme show. I'm excited to hang with those guys, get to know them obviously. Um, the, the only one that doesn't just get me going is the Amazon one. It's a little too, like – Yeah, Chris, see if you can pull yeah, that up. Little, I don't a, think I've heard that one. What we've been uh, doing is CBS, yeah. Monday Night Football, yeah. and then the, the Fox one's my favorite. Well, the Fox one's the best, obviously. you got that Cletus the Robot there. Mm. Um, <laughs> the, the <laughs> I forgot NFL, about the robot. He comes back every year. The NFL Network one always sounds like the Christmas song to me. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then it starts really breaking down. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just something about that music that makes you want to, like, hit something, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you want to put on a helmet. You take like the golden era. That was when ESPN did them all with uh, with synthesizers. You know, like I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. No. Uh, well, well, that you know what that we love that at an audio medium here. You couldn't do that in a newspaper. <laughs> you, can't that, you know, this is bad copy right here. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> the, no. the editors are sending this one back for a rewrite. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we, we we get to make more predictions here. We get to get to react more here. Um, so I'm 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 ready. I'm uh I'm ready to get let loose here. I've been. 17 years here in Richmond, uh, you know, see, seen some things. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> seen some good things, seen some bad things. Uh, see, had a lot of fun along the way. Um, you know, let's just let's get like a Phillips bump here, like right, like I'm in. So, <laughs> Commanders to the playoffs. Squirrels going to win it all this year. Yep. Um, let, let's just like BCU basketball. BCU basketball back to the Final Four. Just yep. you know, all the things start happening here. Good for business, as we said. All right. So we said we were going to do a Commanders season preview, and we want to start with the. Offensive Player of the Year. I'll let you go first, Michael. All right, give me Jahan Dotson. Mm. I, I think th last year during training camp, the big storyline was, wow, Carson Wentz only has eyes for Jahan Dotson. Like, uh, man, you know, is Terry going to get left out here? And I don't think that's the case this year. I think there's a spot for Terry. I just think quarterbacks love this guy and his route running and his Christmas. I think Terry is big enough now that he's going to get double coverage. He's going to get good players. The thing with Terry that always gets me is quarterbacks don't trust him enough to throw the 50-50 balls to him, which is where where he is, where he excels. Dotson just gets open. I, you know, I'm not saying he's better than Terry McLaurin because he's not, but he's going to have more favorable matchups. I think he's going to he's going for a thousand yards. This I, I certainly think you can consider him a one B. He's not like a wide receiver, too. He's a 1B to the 1A that is Terry yeah. McLaurin. Uh, Christopher, let me hear that Commander's Corner theme music here so I can get fired up for my Offensive Player of the Year. So this guy dealt with craziness last offseason, a carjacking. He was shot. Yeah. He's now healthy. 
He's yeah. now 100%. Yeah. He's got two good knees, yes, two good thighs, and he's going <laughs> to rush for 1,000 yards this season. I'm all in on Brian Robinson Jr. being the Offensive Player of the Year. This is an Alabama boy. This is a guy that was so excited last year to be named the starting running back and then had his season derailed because he missed the first four weeks. And I truly think he never got to 100% throughout the entire 18 weeks of the NFL season last year. Give me Brian Robinson Jr. to lead the way for the Commanders as the Offensive Player of the year. Over to the defensive side of the ball, Michael. Take it away. Defensive side of the ball. I love this secondary. I, I just I, I'm very intrigued by how they use all these pieces, but I don't think there's a standout player in the secondary. I think I'm just gonna be super boring and I'm gonna tell you it's Jonathan Allen. You know why? Because he's good at football. <laughs> he just he just sits up there and mauls dudes, takes double teams and throws them aside and sacks the quarterback. He's just there every week, good at football every week. I uh, don't overthink this. Just just pick the best guy on the field. It, I always say that. Like, you go to watch a sport you don't know. Like, I, it, when I started, I was covering UVA, so I had to go cover lacrosse. I'd never seen a lacrosse match in my life. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Wikipedia. Like, what is lacrosse before I go out there? You know that Steele Stanwick was the kid that he was, like, their best scorer. Like, you just – he pops. Like, who's the guy that pops when you're watching if you don't know what's going on? John Allen's that guy. Yeah, and I'm going to keep it simple as well. Defensive player of the year for the Washington Commanders. I also have the hot take that I believe – Move over Aaron Donald, the best defensive tackle in the NFL, is Jonathan Allen. Red hot. Let's yeah. go. Jonathan Allen's going to prove it this season. He's going to be a pro bowler once again. Michael P. and Awad both have John Allen, defensive yeah. player of the year. Most improved. You know, I, I, I really want it to be Jamin Davis, but I, I, I'm not going to pick Jamin Davis because uh, I'm, I'm just I'm too nervous. Yep. I, just, I, I, I would love to see him make that leap and get there. I don't think we're getting there. I think it's Benjamin St. Juice. Ooh. And you know what? He's already good. I th- I think there's another gear there, another level there. Um, I turnovers are fluky things. They come in bunches. All those coaching sayings. I, I think he's due for a couple. Well, I, I was saying earlier in the off season that he had LASIK surgery, oh. and now he's gonna be able to see the ball and be able to catch the ball. Do you remember when that was a Jameis Winston storyline? <laughs> yeah, like, of course. He, like in the, like his fifth year in the league, he's like, yeah, it turns out I couldn't see, so I got LASIK. Well, because he was always squinting <laughs> yes. all over the place. Yes. It was like obvious. We had, I'm not going to lie, we had that same issue. High school football freshman year, Oyemi, big shout-out to Oyemi, leading quarterback. He was unbelievable running for touchdowns, couldn't see a thing. Came back next year with contacts, team went undefeated. Unbelievable. He was so great. My most improved player, though? tight end Cole Turner. Oh, I'd like that. He was my preseason MVP for the Commanders. Uh, He just caught it anytime you threw it to him. He was a guy that they really had high hopes for last year as a red zone target. I think he does that this year. He's my most improved player. I spent March through July really excited about Logan Thomas. I've kind of spent the time (laughs) since walking that that back a little bit. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I love Logan. Sure. Good dude. I just don't know that he can still play tight end in the NFL. I like the Cole Turner pick. Yeah. All right, MVP. MVP of just season MVP. Yeah, and you know what? I'll allow you to give it to a coach or a member of the front office or an owner or a fan, whatever you want. Well, look, the, the MVP's Josh Harris. He bought the freaking <laughs> team. He spared us from Dan Snyder. The the one thing I'm curious about, look, FedEx is going to be bumping. They're going to win. I'm curious how, how long the glow will last, how long the glow will survive, because it is still a dumpy building in a bad location with bad food, <laughs> and, and they – there's really nothing they can do about that yeah. until there's a new one. So there, there's going to be a glow. It's going to fade at some point. Josh Harris, a you know, season MVP. Uh, Ron gave him the game ball after, like, every preseason game. Does he give – I hope this is just a weekly – it's like week five and, like, <laughs> you know, Sam throws for, like, 400 yards and five tutties in the locker room. He's standing there, like, all ready to get it. And right. Ron's like – 
game ball. Josh Harris, let's go. Yeah, ah. They show his office. He's got 14 <laughs> game balls just like stacked up, signed by autographs by all the players. Yes. My MVP, you know, you pick the team owner. I'm going with the guy that they brought in in the offseason to be assistant head coach yeah. and offense coordinator, Eric yeah. Banmi. Like you said, the difference might be three wins between him and Scott Turner. 8-8-1, eight, eight, and one. is that maybe 11-5-1? I mean, I don't know. But I, I do think he's going to lead to a lot more wins. He's going to be the, the team MVP because the offense is going to be special because of his play calling. We'll go deeper on this another time, but there's been a lot of quotes from Ron this week that kind of make it sound like Ron knows this is his last year. Yeah. Taking that fatalistically, like, oh, Ron knows he doesn't have a good That's not it at all. If they go 11-5-1, <laughs> Who's the head coach next year, Adam? Ron Rivera. No. No? Try again. Who is the head coach Eric next year? Eric Bieniemy. Oh, Eric I disagree. Eric Bieniemy's the head coach. I disagree. He's he if they go 11-5 and 1, he's the hottest thing in football. He's the hottest thing since sliced bread and everybody's going You can't let him go. You can't let him get out of the building. Yeah, so but what about make, the players that watched Ron Rivera beat cancer and ready to run through a wall for him? It's time for a new wall and a new uh new challenge. If Ron Rivera's not the head coach next year and they go 11-5 and 1 and I love how we're giving them the tie, <laughs> he's in the front office then. Yeah. He's still in the state of Virginia. I like that. All right. I like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, best rookie. Kind of obvious, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Let, let, let me dig. I, you know, I, I you gave me the topics ahead of time, and yet, yeah, print man that I am, I procrastinated <laughs> to the last second here. Um, <laughs> I, I'm intrigued by Quan Martin. I, I think there's a chance that he could, he could, you know, make some noise, do some things out of that. Once there's an injury, he's going to step into an every down roll. Um, so I'm, I'm super intrigued by him. Look, there's only one pick here, though. Go ahead and make it. Emmanuel Forbes, yeah. Thanks. Emmanuel Forbes for both of us, Michael Phillips, and AWOD breakout player. Uh, breakout player this year, um, I, I, you picked Brian Robinson earlier as offensive MVP. I'll take him for breakout here. I just, I, I don't think the nation knows how good he is. You remember that Sunday night game where he's just bowling over people and they were up in the booth like, wow, who's this kid? Like, yeah. people are going to know who this kid is. Well, I love that pick. Um, so that was Brian Robinson Jr., breakout player. I'm going with defensive side of the ball guy. You already named Benjamin St. Juice. There we go. I really think. I'm going to go back to the LASIK surgery. Yeah, I, I really yes. think, like, just look at what he did last year when they moved him to the outside. He was our lockdown corner. Yes. He was the one guy you trusted, right? Hopefully we don't have to hear Rashad Wildgoose's <laughs> name anymore. <laughs> Benjamin St. Juice is my breakout player. Yes. Best role player. Tressway. Tressway is always the best role player. He's so good at his job, it's freakish. Like, appreciate what you got, folks. You know what? Tressway is a good answer. But I'm going to go Joey Sly. Ooh, I hope so. Game-winning field goal in the postseason. I Look, hope if, so. If this team is good, he will be the best role player because field goals do matter more than punts. Nobody happier at the end of that preseason game than Joey Sly. Right, like, I know. All right, I'm, go I'm good for a few more weeks. Except for maybe the dumbbells because, you know, <laughs> he's getting in all that work. All right. Fredericksburg zone, Staff <laughs> Stafford zone. We, yeah. we love a local guy. All right, underrated. Underrated player of the year. Um, oh, I was going to take Eric Bieniemy for underrated. You good with that? I I yes, just, I yes, just, but give me a reasoning. I just think there's a lot of negativity around Eric Bieniemy. Like, there, there's there's this, the people that are like, oh, Eric Bieniemy deserves to be a head coach, but then there's an equal contingent of people like, well, NFL's really smart. Like, you know, if he was meant to be a head coach, he would be a head coach by now. Right. Um, I, I think he's a huge potential difference maker. So, underrated player of the year, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, one of his key weapons is uh, going to be Antonio Gibson. Antonio I just Gibson. think yeah. you're going to see Gibson used in a way that he hadn't been used his entire career in Washington because yeah. they didn't know how to use him. You have to use him in motion. You have to use him lining up in the slot. You have to hand it to him at a shotgun so he can either go to the middle or use his speed to the outside. He's my underrated 
Player of the Year. Curtis Samuel's in that club, too. I'm really excited to see what Eric Bieniemy does He's my X Factor, yeah. but uh, don't ask hey. Danny Ruye about him. <laughs> they, they are not fans. G&D not fans of Curtis Samuel. It was a bad first impression. It's hard, yeah. it's hard to bounce back from a bad first no. impression. But how about the first impression last year against the Jags? He looked like a star. <laughs> he, he had, we'll always have Jackson. Though. Yeah, we we'll will. Always have, that's right. I got to come Monday with, with a big first impression, right? Otherwise, yeah. G&D, they're going to write me off <laughs> week one here. We gotta, I got to at least make it to show number four before, yeah. before the wheels fall off. Well, Michael, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> you begin Monday at 10 a.m., and hopefully it's a victory Monday. Victory Monday. We'll, we'll throw it to you at noon and just let the, let the happiness continue. Stay locked and loaded to 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.